0: The forefront of the racing scene, uh, so I always love to come back and have the chance to be yeah. in a top team like uh, Meyer Racing. Um, you know, for personally, it's it, it's it's amazing uh, to think about what has gone on since since we decided to work together, um, joining Elio obviously on the IndyCar side and and also on the sports car side uh, with with Oliver and Tom. Um, felt fed, felt, felt right, right away. Just felt like uh, you know the relationship started really quickly to grow and, um, and also felt like the, the vibe was right um, and this weekend it just felt like okay we had some setbacks but we fought and everybody kept a good spirit uh, obviously my mate Delio, he here is really good at doing that within the team but, um, but there's a great atmosphere and obviously um, good people uh, get good results and, and get what they deserve so um, just very happy very proud of the entire team quite frankly you know it's my first race with my shank racing but uh, if you really look closely at what happened today the strategy was just fantastic fantastic you know every stops we I believe we were the fastest on pit lane I haven't seen the numbers but I can guarantee you we were and uh, the guys did a great job in the pits no mistakes execution was amazing uh, but first and foremost was the strategy uh, we were able to save fuel and, and go longer than anyone and this the, the team the strategist and Mike and, and, and Ryan and. They set themselves up to make sure, at the end, we would put less fuel in the car, it would take us less time to leapfrog everybody, basically, in the pits. And uh, that's exactly what happened. So...
1: uh, And find out, also, what's our rhythm, saving fuel, what can we do with
0: that, and uh, it paid off. Absolutely, so uh, I just want to say kudos to the entire team, because um, we can't do it without them, and and today was a team, team win. Thanks, Simon. Let's uh, let's slide over to your uh, to your right. Elio
2: Castroneves, year ago, wins the Rolex Twenty Four for the first time with the team and the car that he ended up having to beat today to do it again. So two in a row. In between, a we'll race called the Indy Five Hundred for the fourth time. Uh, just prior this to last guy. year's win was... Uh, Mike, let's, let's go to Le okay. Come on, Mike. Uh, let's
0: go, let's go. As group, I speak
2: French. There we go. Yeah. yeah. French guy. Clearly it's... Oh, Helio. Hello. 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 So, Helio, if you could just, you know, put into some kind of context what this last year in a little bit, I mean, starting with, back with the, the WeatherTech Championship that you won in 2020 and right through to where we are now. Look, it's taking momentum, right? Um, when
1: Ricky and I won the championship in 2020, uh, me uh, winning the Rolex last year, and then jumping with Mike uh, and Jim for the for ED the 500, we knew there is, you know, it's, it's all about, it sounds cliche, but it's all about belief. I believe in them, they believe in me, and this is exactly what's happening with this group here. Um, with Simon, with Tom, with Oliver, we all believed, and the team obviously, that we could do it. Uh, we, we know the hard work, we know that everybody <laughs> in this entire uh, uh, series, I, we know that everybody worked pretty hard. It's uh, it's a very competitive series, very difficult, and Jim always remind us of that, right, Jim? He's always says this, I didn't know it was going to be that hard, and so difficult. It's true. <laughs> However, when we accomplish something that we just did today, uh, it, 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 it's priceless. So in my case, uh, I, I'm still m- very much passionate about it, learning every day, uh, having new teammates like Tom and Oliver, I know Simon from a long time, uh, you know, improving my driving skills and, and looking to the everyone here. So that makes you a better driver, and that's why I enjoy it. That's why I have fun, and that's why probably when you go out there, you push as hard as you can to win that, that Rolex. And he's only getting better. That's right. <laughs> this I said, it's amazing. Last year, I said I was only good team, wine,
3: right, Mike? You uh, did. You keep it going. Thanks, I, by, by the way, last year, uh, when LA won, yeah. Wayne Taylor and the team won. Um, I, I told him how much we wanted to win this race, and being Elio, he immediately sends me a picture of the Rolex watch, literally as I'm getting off the airplane last year,
2: so maybe this one works now. <laughs> <See that? laughs>
3: Send me a picture now. I'm happy.
2: No uh, yeah. problem with you. Thanks, yeah. Jim. Let's, uh, let's uh, slide over to Elio's, uh, Elio's right, to Oliver Jarvis. Oliver, this is your uh, second Rolex 24 win, first uh, overall win. You had a GT class win. In, 2013, obviously first time out here with this team after a long time with the Mazda uh, program. Um, how, how gratified are you to have gotten the call to be part of this and, uh, and certainly uh, you know, what, is, what does it mean uh, to get this uh, right off the bat?
4: Like you say, come close a couple of times with Mazda, um, I've got a class win but I always wanted to add the overall win. Um, it's such a special event, a special race and to win it overall is an amazing feeling. And to do it with Mike and the team, um, I think Simon and Elio really touched on on it. It's it's a real team effort. I was so impressed, sat up on the pit wall throughout that race. It was so calm, so methodical. The way they went about approaching the race, um, you know, it was it was like they'd won the race ten times already. Um, I mean, I didn't. I was on the pit wall for the last hour, but up until that point, you know, absolutely faultless, calm heads, and, and that's what wins your races. So full credit to the team. Um, It's it's been an amazing experience so far, we've still got a full season to go, a lot of hard work to go. I've still got a lot to learn, new to the car, and I just hope we can keep on getting better, and this is the first of many.
2: I'd slide over to your right, to, uh, to Tom Conquist. Tom, first Rolex 24 win, first Rolex 24 start. Ironically, the car you were supposed to drive here a few years ago went on and won the race without you. We don't need to go into too much detail on that unless you want to, but just how, how big a deal uh, is it for you to get here and, and get this win oh, it's
5: I was speechless after the race. I mean, you know, you, you, I dreamt of it. Um, you know, did I believe? Yes. But you, you never know. You, I mean you know, it's 24 hours of relentless racing. And, um, you know, I was, every time I jumped in the car, you know, it's moments I felt really comfortable, at moments I was like, man, I can't get this car to work. It was just the, it was just a rollercoaster of a race. And every stint here is just flat out. You know, you're managing so many things. You feel like you're racing nose to tail from literally the green light. So it's, it's very different to what I'm used to. And, and honestly, I've I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I've enjoyed Teaming up with these two monkeys, you know they're they're supposed to be the mature ones, but they're definitely not. Um, but no, and no, no, the atmosphere within the team's been 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 splendid, and you know I've really enjoyed my short time here at MSR, and you know to, to cap that off with a win uh, on debut is, is, is fantastic, and you know I just like to thank everyone, thank Mike, uh, thank Jim for putting their faith in me and, and giving me this opportunity, and. Hopefully, you know today was able to repay a little bit of faith that they put in me, and um, yeah, you know it's, it's been great so far.
2: So hopefully, this is just uh, the beginning. Thanks, Tom. Let's uh, slide over to your right to uh, to Jim Meyer, co-owner of uh, Meyer Shank Racing. Jim, as we as we kind of mentioned already, you know, 8,500 win last uh, last last summer. Now you got a Rolex 24 win. What does that, that mean to you as, as part of this, uh, this program?
3: Tell you a funny story. When I met Mike. And, and he and I were talking through how would we, how would we put our team together, and, and what would we do. And I said to him, "God, you know the two races, I gotta win, and we gotta win. I want to win the Indianapolis 500 and the Rolex 24." Literally, at the end, of, when we were standing on the bank. I said, "I'm out now." <laughs> it means it means it really means just means uh, everything. I mean, w- we try to have a team that. Um, that we're very loyal to people. We try to have a team where we encourage really, really hard work, but we also try to encourage uh, a family atmosphere. I mean, one that people get along and
2: people can trust each other. Um, I think our execution by both these
3: four was flawless, and our team was uh, those are the best stops. Uh, you know, it, it was really flawless, and we just kept getting better and better as the race went on. So, uh, and you know, uh, our guys in terms of strategy. Uh, this is a hard sport. Like I didn't realize how hard it was until so I got into it. Right? It is really hard.
2: And um, a day like today makes you forget all the other ones. Put it that way. Thanks, Jim. And then let's finally slide over to your uh, to your right, Mike Shank. Uh, Mike, this is your second uh, second Rolex 24 win. The last one came 10 years ago in the 50th. Appropriate enough. Today's number 60 uh, with the number 60 car. You've got uh, fond memories of that first win here. Uh, put this one next to that one a little bit if you can. Well, that, you know that's well, the first thing i got to
6: say is that uh, that day was really special with John Pugh and Oz Negri, uh, A.J. Almendinger and Justin Wilson, and uh, we lost Justin at Pocono in 2015. Um, and so I kind of think about that first, which is, I don't know, I just think about that and And what went went, went on there, but to to do what we did that year, which was just really catapulted the team and the business to another level, uh, really kind of started our trajectory that we're at today, and um, and I'm really grateful for that. I met so many great people. Uh, My wife and I put everything on the line to place, and uh, it started with Jim France putting his arm around me and not ever letting go, And, and then I met Jim about four years ago. My life got much worse.
2: Yeah.
6: <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Really wrong. Yeah. So anyways, super happy day. the fiftieth and the sixtieth is super special. Winning the five hundred is great, but man I'm just so competitive. I'm just going crazy today because you know we, we came out of the gate and uh, we went from where we start?
7: Fourth? Third? We, we sucked to
6: fourth We last i what going on here?
7: <laughs> we were no <laughs> ready.
6: And so they, well we went to work, right? We went to work and we made the car better and they you know i stopped talking on the intercom and it, you know, better. but i'm very appreciative uh of everybody here including um our sponsors who you, you know uh, serious xm and auto nation and our wolf and uh, uh, obviously the big one is actually on the HPD. these folks believed in me six seven years ago
2: and um uh, i could sit just not do this without john academy and david salter and the guys at the top end to make sure we got. Thanks, Mike. We'll go with questions. John DeGeeze, will start over there. Others, if you have questions, gonna get to you. Mike, what does it mean to get this first
7: DPI win after all of the trials and tribulations last year and coming so you, close? Yeah, we needed
6: this bad, real bad. I mean, we had a tough year last year, and I didn't make that, I mean, I made that very public, and I, and I didn't want to run from the truth, which was we had a tough year, and uh, we set about trying to fix it, and I told all these guys kind of the same thing. Here's where we were, here's where we're going. I'm not stopping until we get some kind of closure and some kind of competitive level that, that we're used to dealing with in the sports car world. And uh, today proved we're certainly on the right track. we got a long year to go yet. But uh, I liked our execution a lot today, and um,
7: I'm just relieved, John. Just and to do it with almost an entirely new lineup. You know, you have drivers that you know, but compared to last year, that
6: these guys are all very specifically part of this program. I and mean, you can see, uh, you know, Elio and Simon easily be able but these two, you know, I w- looked at them, I, I, I saw every document I could see on their speed and what they're doing, the capabilities experience, and I just picked who I thought could um, be virtually the same speed and have the same kind of sensibility. I, I still don't know if I got it right yet, but, I, you know, we'll see what, what happens at the end of the year. Uh, it, it's, it's uh, I don't know looking at some data and making a gut choice.
2: Thanks, John. Let's go to
7: uh, Nate Wright. Go ahead, Nate. I got a few. Um, Mike, uh, did you know, I mean, to win the Indy 500 and now Rolex 24 with Elio, I mean, I know you knew you were getting a championship level driver, but did you? Really? Does he surpass your expectations? Uh, yeah. I mean, he's he's. He, I don't. Want, he's hitting the room, so it's hard to talk
6: about him. But he's he's got everything covered in every spectrum of driving, from the business side to the driving side to the saving factor to the performance. And a lot of people talk about his age, but I, you know, I kind of see through that. And uh, we made a decision, Jim and I, that we wanted to go with someone that experience when we came up with the budget last year to do six races with him. And uh, and there was young guys out there deserve something. But uh, we felt for our business at this
7: time we needed to make an impression that they didn't have Indianapolis much people, and that's that's what we decided to do. And uh, Tom, the decision to to hand off to Elio, I you know I heard your TV interview. I know that wasn't easy necessarily, but could you just talk us through what that was like? Yeah, I
5: mean, obviously it would have been fantastic to finish the race, but I've been in the, <laughs> I've been in the car quite a while, and I was pretty cooked at that point, and I I was busting for a week. For like the last two hours, so that didn't make make my life uh, very easy. But um, you know, Halleo i has been super strong all race, so you know, it wasn't like we were gonna you know give anything away there. And yeah, when you're pretty cooked, it's it's never you know you can only mess it up, let's say. So, um, but no, Haleo did a, a fantastic job, and I think ultimately it just came down to you know it was still an hour and a bit to go in the race, and I think yeah, you know it's it's. Better to be safe than sorry, right? So, um, no, I think ultimately we made the, the right call
7: there. Uh, Elliot, I heard you say you know Tom Marty Snyder bucket list. You're taking them off. Uh, is Le Mans next for you? The, the big, the next. To I'd love to. Uh, yeah. I've never been
1: there. I'd love to uh, to try. Obviously, uh, you know you got to go to those big events. And um, since I I moved here to Inns, uh, uh yes, Daytona was my goal to win it, and um, and being Le Mans once, we almost did it. We almost get it, but.
8: You'll get actionable lessons to help you become a better runner every week and reach goals you never thought possible. Whether you're training for your first 5K or your 50th marathon, take along the planted runner on your next run. Let me show you how your best running is still ahead of you.
9: Hey there, my name is Michael Amanato and this is Pit Pass F1
1: I I don't think we're just talking about age is a problem. I think um, I'm not running out of time. Uh, I, just getting more experience
7: and experiencing this type of race is, is the key to, to be successful. You know they got another big race coming up here in three weeks. I, I would love to. I spoke with, uh, uh, when I did SRX,
1: um, I spoke with Everhan um, and Tony Stewart. like, so hey, find me a car. And I, I just jumped in. and I'm sure a lot of people would like to, to see me who knows what's gonna happen, you know? And uh, they talk about it, but nothing—it uh, didn't get traction. But I love to—I uh, love to race, man. This is—this is me. I know it's been uh, my entire life, and um, I admire, respect. I know it's not easy. I—I—I I, I understand everyone has your specialty, and that's why when I moved to Inns, uh, uh I do believe I became a little better because you start exploring more of your your racecraft. And uh,
7: today, a big win was because of that. Uh, I knew just I knew my competitors. I knew what I needed to do, and I did. And I heard you make the Tom Brady comparison, like you did in Indy with him and Phil Mickelson. Can you kind of expand on that and like why you feel like you're in that? Right. There was a rumor that he was retired. I said, no, he can't
1: retire. No, he's, <laughs> my, he's my mojo. You know. Yes. <laughs> well, it's just obviously this is all joke aside. I mean, uh, when you when you cross over sports, uh, you know, Tom Brady. Uh, we talk about golf with uh, Phil Mickelson and, and all this. Myself at this point. When you have passion, when you study, you have a, a team behind you to support and teammates. Uh, racing is very competitive sport. You
7: just gotta keep doing your homework, uh, being disciplined, and um, you will, you will. The result will show up, no question. And l- last one for Simon, uh, your first watch. I know this means a lot to you, and you're one of five IndyCar drivers to get a watch today, uh, which is pretty significant. Mean, just talk
0: about all that. Well, yeah, absolutely. Um, for me, it's. Um... It's about taking off the big races, Um, you know, having won Indianapolis and now Daytona 24, it it feels very special. I was lucky enough to run in Le Mans in the past and um, finished 13 seconds behind the leader uh, in second place. Hopefully, uh, someday maybe I'll come back over there and try to to get that too, but... uh, Mm Yeah, let's go. I, I I can show you places. Have uh, your house gone too far? <laughs> yeah, we yeah. perfect. To, we all set up. Yeah, Mike, We all set taking up notes. Like you know, they're one. taking notes right now. So, you know. <laughs> yeah. so yeah, no, it's it's obviously I'm super proud. Honestly, I tell you the truth is I'm thinking of my son. I'm just thinking. Uh, I'm just thinking that he's gonna be proud of me later on. Uh, thank you You know that I won those races. So that's personally that's that's what I'm thinking about. John.
10: Hi, thanks. So, uh, apologies, I have a few questions. I'm going to start with Mike. Um, 10 years ago, you were here, you couldn't get an IndyCar engine, your fledgling team, you win the Rolex then, uh, you build this, you know, you keep building and building, you win an Indy 500. I'm just wondering, like, what clicked, what changed?
6: Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, it did actually. In 2017, I got the a NSX deal to run in GTD, which was a big, big thing for our company. And, uh, and I was really proud to do really well with that program for them for four years. But when the prototype came open, you know, we jumped at it. But truly, when he came to me in '18, just opened a whole other network of people, of people we could talk to about partnerships, and, um, and it's just blossomed. And I, I just can't, you know, we have a new shop on the east side of Columbus, Ohio. That's beautiful. and We're set up for the future, um, and commercially, I think we can grow a little bit more. But you know, I, what, what we want is wins and championships, and. Um, and not quantity, right? We want to run two or two of something, or maybe three, but not ten. And you know, we we want to keep real focused and deliver on our with our partners and OEMs and um, let it fall work well. But um, it's 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 just crazy what's going on right now. It really is. I mean, it's hard for me to believe sometimes. Um And what made you th- what made
10: you know that Elio could be the guy for you?
6: Uh, again, numbers, looking at numbers, when, when Roger, you know, moved into sports car, we looked at his last season of IndyCar, and um, it looked still pretty sporty to me. It really did. When we're looking at top fives and top tens and, you know, polls and wins, and we're like, I don't know. I don't know. This seems and then, you know, as we all know, IMS is the place, and, and you can, I can argue about this, but I think I probably have two of the better guys, and probably Colton back there, uh, at the IMS, you know? I mean, that's, and that's what this is all about. You uh, what can we do at the Speedway? How much effort can we can put into it and um, and get the result at the Speedway? And I believe I have, this year when I roll in there with these two guys, I got two of the top three or four guys.
10: Elio, uh, you spent a long time trying to win your 4th Indy 5, 500. In the last, I don't know, one and a half or so years, you've won your first career championship, two Rolexes, and your 4th Indy 500, and you're 46 years old. So what's your secret? <laughs> Passion,
1: you know, passion. When you uh, love what you do and you enjoy it and you have fun and you have and you surround by great people, um, it's it's it makes it happen That's a secret. How much
10: racing do you
1: have in you? I a lot. Uh, the fire's still burning. And one of the quotes that Rick Neers told me a long time ago: uh, "You don't have the fire. If you start thinking about it, that's the time for you to stop and." <laughs> it, it, I can't leave without it right now. Uh, whatever happens, yes, will happen one day. Don't get me wrong. Uh, but uh, I still want to be involved. I, I, I love this environment. It's my my uh, comfort zone, my therapy. Everything, you know. Every, every time you're in a weekend in the racing, it's um, it's where I feel uh, most comfortable. Right now, whatever is next, I'm going to keep it going. And uh, IndyCar season is the. Answered me an hour ago, and Sam and I have a lot of work, and but we, we know we can achieve great great things. How many of
6: you climb the fence? Oh Jim, give yeah. me climb the fence. Was that climb the fence? No, I did not climb the fence. Oh.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
10: you skipped it twice now. Yeah, it's twice,
3: <laughs> and I feel okay about it. <laughs> and the rest
10: hey. of you
3: all did. Yeah. And I'd like to. I just like to make one comment, by the way. Besides. Uh, when we were able to come together with, with LAO. We, we, we had a kind of a really same process when we thought we had a chance perhaps to get Simon. Mike and I went and studied every race for I think seven years. And it really, really convinced us. With Ollie, we used his name in vain a lot last year. <laughs> when, when, when he was with the Mazda team, and so we knew when we could get him. He was a fit, and I can tell you, Thomas doesn't know this, but the first time he tested for us, Mike called me and said, we got our guy, okay? We, we we got our guy. And so we love what we have, and I just want to remind everybody, we still expect to win an IMSA championship, and we expect to win an IndyCar championship. You know, we're, we're not just content being anymore more little team that can't, right? And that's what this is about for us. And for
10: Ollie and Tom and Simon, Simon, I know you have said that Leo's Indy 500 win sort of legitimized in your eyes this team and, and made it a viable option for you. So I'm wondering for all th- all three of you not named LAO, um, just, you know, what you think of this team and, um, you know, how you knew to believe in Jim and Mike and what they were building and if you ever thought you'd be climbing that
4: So from my side, I think just listening to Mike, convinced me that, you know, he spoke about last year and he spoke about he was very honest. He felt they, they hadn't achieved what he wanted to. But I saw it from a different point of view, and that's that. You know, Pensky came into the championship. Yost came into the championship, and none of them blew anyone away in their first year. It's a tough championship, and you look at the progression the team made throughout that year. And it wasn't just a you know, they stepped up to DGI. Uh, you know, it's a really competitive championship, and to see that progression. You know, I knew it's a team on the up. I knew they've got a huge amount of capabilities. And you, know, you see the way they run the, the indie program and, and this. And it, it was an easy decision for myself. Um, and then when you go to the shop and see the facilities they have, it, it just reinforces that. So yeah, definitely an easy decision. But it was based on the way Mike's open and honest and you know, the way his passion comes through. And I think as a driver, you can really resonate with that. And um, you know, As long as the guys have got the passion and the belief then, you know
2: when you come together, you can win stuff. So we're going we're to move pretty quickly
4: now.
9: Have you ever wanted to know how to win a Formula One Grand Prix? I mean, really know. Know about the driver tactics from the cockpit, the strategy calls from the pit wall, and even the mind games in the paddock.